Take TPV Radio with you 24-7. Just download live 365 app from your Apple or Google Play Store. Like us on Facebook at TPV Radio or www.tpvradionetwork.com. Walk with us, family. Let's go. You're listening to The Voice, the Summit Voice Radio Network. Are you ready to walk? Let's go. Yo, what's good? It's your boy, Josiah Khalid. Listen, you're listening to the Summit Voice Radio. Walk with me. Let's go. You're listening to the hottest, most off-controversial, off-the-meters Christian radio station in the land. In the land. The Psalmist Voice Radio Network. Are you ready to walk, family? Let's go! Starting with the Thomas Voice Reloaded on Sundays at 2 p.m. Central Standard Time. Then the Thomas Voice presents by booking only Tuesdays. It's the Grub at 1 p.m. Followed by Victory Over the Weights of Life with Sister Deanne Green at 6 p.m. Thursdays, Real Talk. With Pastor Byron Sago at 4.30. Followed by Dorothy Patterson, the reality coach, at 6 p.m. Friday, Music of the Spirit with Trey Milner at 4.30 p.m. And Saturdays is our double hitter. And it starts with Saturday for Bet with Sister Lorraine Brown with Roberta Jones at 11 a.m. Central. Followed by Brother Don Presents with Pastor Gene Homer at 4 p.m. Also download Live 365 and search the Thomas Voice Radio Network and you're in there. You can also follow us on Facebook at TPV Radio or visit our website www.tpvradionetwork.com. Walk with us family. Let's go. At Majal's Products, we care for a better you with our handmade natural ingredients to give you healthier skin, body, and stronger hair. Like our face, foot, hair, and body care products. To order yours today, please visit our website at www.majalsproducts.com or on Facebook at Majal's Products. Get yours today and get your faster results without breaking the bank. You never heard Christian radio quite like this. this. Get your fix 24-7 on the Psalmist Voice Radio Radio Network. This is Pastor Bill Jenkins of Destiland Christian Center in Rancho Cucamonga, California, and you're listening to the Psalmist Voice Radio Network. Walk with me, family. Let's go!
You're listening to Saturday's Buffet with Sister Lorraine Brown and Roberta Jones. Right now, PPV Radio. PPV Radio. Well, I had to bring it up to 98. But the message still is the same. Because whatever you need is over here at the table. If it's love, it's at the table. If it's peace, it's at the table. Come on.
You're listening to Saturday's Buffet with Sister Lorraine Brown and Roberta Joe. Right now, TPV Radio. TPV Radio. Welcome, everyone. Welcome, everyone. It's at the table. All we have to do is come to the table and be ready to partake of what has been provided for us. It is at the table. It's a joyous thing to have a place we can run when we're weary, worn, and feeling defeated. I want to welcome everyone who's with us on today. We'll take a roll call. Good afternoon, Sister Roberta. Everyone. Top of the day to you, my my sister. Uh, God bless you. Glad to hear your uh, amazing voice on today, knowing that God has uh, given you much to impart to his people. Looking forward to sharing and breaking bread with you today, my sister. Pastor Jackson, have you come aboard? <laughs> Pastor Jackson, if you're there, you may have your phone on mute. Everyone check your phone for mute. Um, Pastor Jackson, you're not there. Pastor Little, are you uh, with us this, today? Okay, Brother John, are you are you here today? Brother John Jackson. Yes, I'm here. Okay, so you're there. There you are. Good to have yes, you ma'am. today. Welcome. Uh, looking forward yes, to ma'am. your input on today as well, sir. Yes, ma'am. Amen. Sister Tracy, are you with us today? Yes, I'm here. Hello, everyone. Hey, baby. Looking for those impactful statements to come from you. Uh, every week you have not failed to bless my heart. Uh, I'm, gra- I'm grateful to God that he did not allow the age difference in us to make me feel like you didn't have anything you could give me. Because, you know, truthfully, there are a lot of people that feel that way. They always feel like because they're older, they don't have to listen to the younger, and I just thank God uh, for the things that you said. Uh, Sister uh, Tammy, are you with us on today? Blessings to you all. I am here. Hey, man. Hey, Grandma. How you doing? Hey, man. It's a blessing to have you, Sister <laughs> Tammy, with the wisdom that God has imparted in you. Uh, everyone, today we have we have Ephesians 29. Oh, hey, Pastor Chris, how are you, sir? I am am doing great, ready to get it Amen. in. Amen. You hold the band down now, cause it might get a little heavy today. You keep that band at bay. We, we tell, we'll tell I'm you when talk. to loose the band. All right. Y- yes, ma'am. Uh, <laughs> sisters and and brothers, um, there is a burden burden upon my heart today. I've, I've had many trials this week. Um, there is so much going on in our land that sometimes it's hard to grab and grasp one thing to to pull close because it's it's happening so fast. I had a couple of incidents to happen to me and um I want you know what? I, I wanna make sure I get healing in areas because there are some things we learn to tuck and I don't want to tuck. I want to be delivered. But I went to um Walmart and I wasn't feeling very well a couple of weeks ago and I got there and I was it, the lines was very long, and um, I was standing in the line, and the people in front of me just had massive buggies, and I had my stuff was in my arm. I, I didn't have that much. And um, 
I remembered I needed a battery, and if you, I don't know how your Walmarts are set up, but the one that I was in, the battery, the battery case was sitting right next to um, where I was standing in line, um, and uh, I, um, I uh, uh, started to look at the battery thing, and, and a woman came up, and, and radio audience, I want you to hear me by the Holy Spirit. Uh, a lady came up, and, and um, I said, ma'am, excuse me. I said, I'm next in line. I said, I was just, you know, preoccupying my time, you know, looking at the batteries. And she said, you ain't standing, you're not standing here. And I was like, sweetheart, I, I know. I said, the line was long, and, and I've been waiting a long time. So I just kind of, you know, stepped I didn't step away from the line. It was right next to me. And um, she was standing there, and I said, sweetheart, you might not want to be real close to me because I'm not feeling well. I'm not well. And she left the, um, left the line and went to another place. And I was standing there, and I'm thinking, why are people so angry in our world today? Why, why does everybody seem to be so mad today? Why do people... Um, just kind of wear their feelings like on their shoulders. And so I went on away from, from Walmart, and a week later, a week later, I was in Lowe's. And the same situation happened to me. Uh, I was standing there, and the, the the door was cold. It was a draft coming through the door. So I kind of moved over out of the doorway, and a man came up, and I looked at the man, and I said to myself, I wonder should I tell him that I'm next in line? you know, so that I won't have the same incident again. And I said, no, he see me standing here with my product that I'm returning in my hand. And so when the lady got ready to wait on me, he began to move. I said, oh, sir, excuse me, I'm next in line. He said, well, the line is over here. And I said, I know, I realized that. I said, but the door was cold on me, and I moved over here to get out of the draft of the door. And he said, well, you tell that story to somebody else. And right away, I wanted to feel some type of way about how he was speaking to me, but it was just unnecessary roughness. And, and and I don't believe that I'm the only one that's going through this type of drama in their lives, how people are just so on edge today. People are quick to the draw and they're quick to be angry and just a, even a reasonable explanation does not seem to work. Am I by myself? Brother John, are you experiencing some of this um, uh, hatred and animosity where you are in New Mexico? I mean, in uh, uh, Texas. Um, no, ma'am, not not across the board. I don't, I don't experience that on this side, ma'am. That's that's an awesome thing because where I am, I'm here in South Carolina. There's a lot of uh, racial tension. Can I be real? A lot of racial tension. Even my neighbors, since um, since things have swayed a different way, they're not they're not even speaking to me. I come outside where we used to, you know, wave and. And uh, speak that doesn't happen anymore. So, Roberta, where are you with this? Are you experiencing any of this type of treatment there in Michigan? <clears throat> no, I haven't been uh, out that much. But just looking at overall, um, everywhere you go, you see it. The tension, the the, the hate is is at an all time high. Mhm. But uh, it yeah. is. It's, at, it's, it's, it's like it's, 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 it has escalated. Amen. Amen. And it's it's simple. It seems to be just little simple things that, you know, if you if you go into a store and a person says, hey, hey, uh, ma'am, hey, sir, I was I was next in line. I just walked right here to look at this. 
it, it doesn't seem like it's a big deal to say, oh, I'm sorry, I didn't see you. If you're fine, go ahead. But it's not that way anymore. It seems like just a little small thing. Sister Tracy, uh, you're in the workforce. Are you experiencing any of this type of uh, deal down in, in, in the Carolina where you are? Actually, um, um, I have not personally. However, I have heard of some incidences at, in the job. Um, but I, I just want to say there is a temperature of discord and unrest that is um, everyone is experiencing, um, mm. mostly because of the leadership that we just came from up under. Um, that okay. Spirit that reigned with his leadership. So um, it is there. I think as the body of Christ, as believers, we are just supposed to uh, exude grace and love, you know, Mm. because one thing I learned a long time ago is I can't let what someone else is feeling change my perspective. If I was happy when I walked in Lowe's, I'm going to be happy when I walk back out because it's a choice. I choose to be happy. So I'm not going to allow, you know, I'm sorry that you had a bad day or whatever, but I'm not going to allow that to affect how I respond to you and even how I walk away from you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's good. And and the thing about it is I, I didn't do real well with that test. I, I, I actually, I say I flunked it uh, because it caught me off guard. And it's just, like I say, it, it, it feels like something simple, but I am, I am now, uh, beginning to prepare myself for what happens when I do go out. And I, I thank you for those words of wisdom uh, of going in and, and coming out the way I went in and not allowing outside influences to change how I handle myself. Because it, there is a right and a wrong way. And I call that man stupid. And I, and I knew when I said it, I was wrong. I was wrong. It was not so much he was stupid, but what he did was rather dumb. But you know, I don't know what day he's had. And so I I, I, I repented of that. And I, I really want to get that together because I believe that when God allows things to continue to come your way of the same flavoring, it's a growth you need. To, it's, it's a growth, growing process or a teachable moment, as Roberta likes to say. It's a teachable moment for me. And so I, I am endeavoring to grow in that area. So, Sister Tammy, can you, can you tell me whether you're experiencing that or whether you have any input on that situation? I personally, being in the work field that I am in, we definitely do experience it. But just as Sister Tracy said, it's because I choose to. But Mm. once you recognize the spirit, it no longer dwells among you because it can't reside around you. And that's why when Paul told us to put on the whole armor of God, that we may be able Mm -hmm. to withstand the wiles of the devil. And we think that um, that's only, oh, that's where we go to church. No, that's everywhere. Everywhere we go. Because we don't know what right. we're faced with. We don't know what assignment or what task is at hand. And, you know, we definitely have to pass the test every time. Amen. Because if not, we'll find ourselves being like the children of Israel going around the same circle. And no results. Mm-hmm. Very, very good. Um uh, uh, Pastor Chris, you have anything you want to add to that? Well, I have to agree that since the recent change of power, there's going to be a lot of unease because of the influence of our former president and how it affected 
some folks. So we have to understand that we have to stay in the realm of the word, stay focused on our relationship with God, and understand that this is the type of tension that we're going to deal with, especially depending on what state you live. So, yeah, that's my three cents on that one. So, back to you. Amen. Um, A second uh, sidebar, if you all don't mind. Been dealing with some mental, well, what 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 they call mental illness. Um, what what do we what do we do when we are unlearned in that area, and and you're faced with it um, up up close and personal? So, Patrice, what advice would you give to me for a person who say that they're mentally uh, ill? And and you've been knowing them all their life, and 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 you have no, I have no dealings with this. I don't know how to handle it. What do, what advice would you give me in handling a person that he, at least they act mentally ill? Help me, help me, uh, Sister Tracy. Well, working in the health field and dealing with um, patients who experience mental illness from PTSD, bipolarism. Uh, depression, anxiety, or whatever, um, what you have to do, one, is try to get them help. You know, if if they refuse the help, you have to deal with them where they are. There are going to be days where they want to talk to you, or there are going to be days when they don't want to be bothered with you. You have to deal with them where they are at that moment. Um, Because if you try to force certain things on them, you never know what the trigger is going to be for an Mm -hmm. out. So you have to be uh, very careful with how you deal with it. It's real. It's it's Mm -hmm. real. I thought post-traumatic stress disorder uh, was just people placating on words so they can do what they want to do when they want to do it. Not so. It's real. And um, for a person, like you said, this person is saying that they're mentally ill, um, and uh, you've known them all this time, and this is new to you or whatever. Um, right. For, for that person, you continue to pray for them. You continue to love them. Um, you try to get them the help that they need. There are times where you have to involuntarily commit people, depending on the circumstances, because uh, mentally ill people don't know that they need help. Um, mm. So that is um, that would be my advice to you. But definitely continue to pray them, uh, pray for them, and love them because they need that. Even though they're pushing you away, they need mm. it. When you get into the area of of, of uh, self hurt, suicide, and those types of uh, areas, Sister Tracy, is that advice uh, the same, or does it have to? Or do you have anything additional? Because this this person is suicidal, that is or at def- least they say they are. Okay. Yes, definitely the okay. same advice at that point. Involuntary commitment, I strongly suggest it. Yes, ma'am. Okay. So, so uh, Tammy, uh, do you have any input on that? Absolutely. Um, like she said, um, anytime, first and foremost, anytime you're dealing with a mental illness, we as the body of Christ stray from it because it is uh, emotional. 
It is emotional illness. There are different variations of the mental disorders and uh, mental illnesses, but we don't touch on it in the body of Christ. We're not taught on it, especially in the black community. Um, Counseling, Mm -hmm. therapists, you know, it's offered to them, and most of them are offered at no charge. So um, when they go to that counseling, they're going to tell you, hey, everything we do in here remains confidential. So you can build that trust, build, once again, that relationship with that client, with that individual. You're building something again with them, and we have to do the same thing. You have to build that trust back into them so that they're able to understand you're not here to hurt them. You're here to help them. And mainly allowing them to see their own feelings in everything, every situation, allowing them to see their highs, their lows, what made them mad, what made them sad, what made them um, happy as far back as they can remember. And kind of like giving them a timeline to help them to identify and understand what were you feeling during that time. But being that they are suicidal, you're going to have to, by law, get them the help they need. They have to because they have committed to you or verbally said to you, I'm suicidal. Therefore, now it's no longer a part of you. I have to get the outside help now. Amen. Brother John, I asked this person um, uh, a question, a couple of questions. Uh, I said there are children involved and their spouse involved. Uh, what What are you thinking uh as far as how they're going to move forward if you, if you do this and you're successful. And I was told by the individual that when they're in that place of darkness, they don't even see their children and they care nothing about a spouse or parents. That's kind of like, like I said, I don't know anything about this area. I only know about, as sister Teresa said, praying and, and really don't know a lot about uh, not offering advice until I got to a place where it got really heavy. Uh, the situation got, got, got really heavy because uh, it got really intense. So if you were to advise a parent or a sibling, what would you give them on this matter of, of, of having their loved one in this level of darkness? Hey Amen. Um, just like Sister Teresa, I'm also in, in the healthcare field as well. We have certain protocols that we have to go through when we're dealing with um, suicidal patients, um, patients, patients that have behavioral health issues. And, you know, prayer is the key, you know what I'm saying, for, for, for us praying up and say the right thing. But the main thing is you want to try to continue to um, find out that, that happy place or that thing that makes, like I say, make that person um, give them good thoughts and, and things of that nature and, and keep them talking. Um, and to the point where you actually send them to the, the right agencies. Sometimes we've had situations that we have to have call certain agencies and go out and do a, what we call a, a health check, a courtesy check on certain um, individuals and things of that nature. So the, the main thing you want to try to keep them talking, communicating, and then try to give them um, the proper help that they need. You don't want to leave them alone. And you definitely want to hang up the phone on them if possible if you can talk to them. Okay. Sister Roberta, you have children as well as I do. And uh, let's put ourselves in the situation right now as mothers. As mothers from from the old school, a lot of the stuff we just haven't had dealings with uh, 
in our lifetime. At least I don't know if you have or not, but as a as a mother, your child comes to you and, and says that. What do you do, Roberta? Sister Roberta, you there? Pastor Chris, while I wait on Sister Roberta, would you uh, like to add anything to this conversation? Uh, it, it's it's kind of out of my. <laughs> oh. Out of your league. <laughs> Pastor Chris. Yeah, she's not. Yeah, she's not here. Pastor Chris. Yeah, she's not. She's not here. Yes, ma'am. Who are you talking about? Yes, ma'am. I was asking you. Uh, do you have anything to input into this conversation? Uh, no, no, ma'am, not at this time. Um, all, all I, all okay. I can. Okay, seems yes, like ma'am. I've lost. Uh, okay, okay. Did, did Roberta? Did you catch up with us yet? Okay, it, has everybody? Uh, uh, they're good with that, and we can move on to 29 now? Or did you? Um, did, Mr. Lorraine. Huh? Yes. Ms. Lorraine. I did yes. have, um, I'm, I'm, I'm glad you brought up this, this topic because actually we're dealing with a situation here this week. Just mm-hmm. had a young lady that that she just passed away because she, um, she OD'd pretty much. Okay. And the young man, and the young man that, that we know, I guess, was a, her boyfriend, and right now, he's going through and he's mentioning trying to harm himself, not understanding the situation, stuff like that. So we're trying to surround him with family to try to um, keep him encouraged. And they, they, they both very young. She was only 20 years old. Wow. And she just, it's it's, it's, it's strange. You know, I, 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 I pondered these, these conversations and, and I look forward to, to having them with you guys because um, I know that you have a different perspective. Uh, also, there is another situation in Florida that I'm aware of. There is a, a 24-year-old man um, who was in pilot school, and uh, he was engaged to a young lady who was in the police academy. And some kind of way, a disagreement led to an, an altercation between the couple. And he told the, the young lady uh, that he was going to go to the river and jump in. And as he was leaving uh, where, uh, her house, he was driving his mother's car. He took his car and he damaged her car with it on his way out. And that young man drove to the bridge and jumped off. Mm-hmm. And 20, 24 years old. And it seems, it seems to me that the people that I see that are, that are doing these types of things, if I were to look at them with my eyes, they have so much going for them and this becomes their alternative is there a way is is there something that you see that we can do to, to help this situation is do we need to come up with a support system for them in our churches uh what is it that 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 you see so to treat if anything that that we can develop have, have you pondered that have you thought about that uh, something that that may help people in this area. Well, 
with with uh, suicide, it depends. There are times um, with cases that um, I'm aware of where the individual gave no signs at all that they were mentally uh, unstable. They went to work, they did everything, you know, the way they normally do, and then um, the incident happens and someone finds them. Um, and then there's other cases where uh, the individual will start saying things or doing things just, just out of the ordinary, giving things away and, you know, just all kinds of stuff. Um, I think the biggest thing is to kind of keep your hand on the pulse of people's patterns, um, just seeing if you see something out of the ordinary, definitely bring it to someone's attention, like if it's on the job or whatever. If it's a, someone in your family, um, as Brother John said, communication is key. It's so important to continue to engage with them, to keep them talking, because when that uh, depression or, you know, the suicide ideations come upon them, they go into a very dark place. And, again, they themselves don't even know they're there. They think they're doing everything like they normally do it. I have noticed here lately um, I work with lots of um, psychologists and uh, uh, social workers in the medical field that um, the churches that they are a part of, they have started mental health uh, small groups or care groups so that people can come to them and have a safe place. A lot of times, um, like Sister Tammy said, in Christianity, we kind of push it away. Oh, ain't no wrong with that girl, ain't no wrong with that boy, just crazy. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. No, there is something wrong, and they're giving you signs, you know, that something is wrong. And if you see something that's off tiller, then you need to address it. Um, coming to them directly would be the first, you know, line of communication. Hey, are you okay? Is, is everything right? Anything I can do? And if you start seeing things that go too far to the left, then definitely, hey, let's go take you to get some help, you know, before they get so far off where they're isolated from everyone. But I believe that it's very important um, for the churches to have this type of resource for uh, the, the congregation. Amen. I, I agree with you because it's, it's much bigger than... Uh what, like Pastor Chris said, you know, it's out of my league, and it becomes overwhelming because, you know, we are people that want to help. I want to, I want to say the right things, but I, I'm just not aware. Uh, thank you uh, for that. Uh, I, I will be uh, soul searching and trying to figure out if there's something that um, God will give me to aid uh, those who are dealing with. Uh, these types of situations. I believe that uh, Pastor Little and Pastor Jackson have come on. Pastor Jackson, are you there? Yes. Okay, great. Hello? We we've dealt, we've dealt with one. Um, hey, I'm, I hear you. I hear you. Okay. Uh, yeah, I've dealt with one situation. We're we're now on on the mental illness, and we're just uh, kind of brainstorming about uh, being able to able to help. We're still in the realm of relationship. Because uh, these these relationships, um, they're being taxed by this stuff because a lot of people, as Sister Teresa said, we don't want to acknowledge this. One, we don't have any education on it. Two, we don't want to believe that it has reached our home, our churches, 
our our immediate circle. And it is. Uh, I, I'm reminded of a, a young lady. Um, her dad uh, told her one day, and she's a relative of mine, her dad told her one day that he wanted her to go spend the weekend in a hotel because he was going to have company from out of town. And her daddy was a very uh, modest man when it came to money. He didn't, he didn't waste finances. And she said she thought it strange that he would give her a hotel fare for the, um, for the weekend. And so she, she, you know, she was a young, young, young person in a, you know, like 21. So she was excited, you know, to go spend the weekend at the hotel. And he told her, he says, I want the whole weekend. Don't come home um, until Monday. And uh, so she went on to the hotel, but she was used to having conversation with her dad every day. So she called her dad the first day and they talked and, and uh, he was brief and they got off the phone. So the next day she called him, he didn't answer. So she kept calling and he, he didn't answer. So she called her older sister and says, daddy's not answering the phone. And so she said, well, just give him, give him time, you know. So then she called her mother and she said, um, daddy not answering the phone. She said, well, where are you? And she told her, her, told her mom where he sent me to the hotel. She said, listen. You know your daddy don't waste money. If your daddy sent you to the hotel, something wrong. You go check, go find out, call the police. <laughs> call the police and send the police over there. Something's not right. Your daddy don't spend money like that. So instead of her calling the police like her mom told her, she went to the house, her and her sister, and the, street, the um, stream door was locked, and they broke in, basically. And she found her daddy. He had, hang, he had hung himself. So this wow. thing is, is just... Right, and it was just really, and it's really been devastating on her uh, to, 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 to witness that. And so I, I really, this has become a burden for me because more and more it's coming closer and closer to, to my camp. So, Pastor Jackson, this is what we're dealing with today. We want to yeah. try and help, help somebody that's got a relationship that's being taxed this way because, you know, that's what the enemy tells us that there's no hope, you may as well give up, you may as well go on and just uh, end this whole thing. But what do you say, Pastor Jackson? Well, I want to say good morning to everybody. I was on the uh, when you first started, and I heard all the, the comments, and which was some good comments. And I had to go back to the one that the experience that I had about the, uh, the suicidal uh, patient and... Well, I had opportunity to talk to the person. He kept saying that I want to kill myself. Mm. It wasn't radical. Yeah, I want to kill myself. I, I felt like can I? Have, I asked a few questions. What I know, what, why you want to kill yourself? And I and I made some some not angry. I, was, I said, well, I said you, you understand. If you kill yourself, you're gonna be dead, right? I'm talking now. I'm just I'm not being trying to handle the case. Uh, I'm just talking to him. And what I would explain, you're making a decision. You got to make a decision to kill yourself or whatever. And I, I went like this. I said, now, I went far as I can. Like you say, you, you, well, you know, we can say prayer and the word, and and, you, and sometimes we don't need the word. We don't need the prayer. We always need the word and the prayer. But what I'm saying, sometimes the people don't want to hear. They don't want to hear the church. And they don't want to hear a counselor. 
you can set up programs and whatever. Even you is good enough for it. Tree said, John Jr., what they have just said was good enough if a person would hear them. Now, the question is, when I told the person, I said, now, let me tell you, I, I done went as far as I can. When I, when I whole thing, I said, now, we got to get some help. And the first thing I did, I, I said, well, if we call, we call some help. Well, when they said, you all you got to do, I called a few people to say, all you do is say, if a person suicidal, they'll come. They'll send an ambulance, they'll send a, param, you know, paramedic truck right right quick if you say suicidal. So I did that, and they came just like that. And then they bring a state trooper with them or a police if he's in, he in the area. Because if you say suicide, the person could do uh, um, something or damage to somebody or whatever. They don't. They don't. They don't. Someone already said they don't take it lightly when someone is saying this. So what you can't sugarcoat it. If a person is using those words, you got to get professional help. If you went further, you can go. You got to go get professional help because you saying well. Sometimes people don't want to bring the outside in. Words just mean the 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 the, the, the help, professional help, which it is because that's a, that's public. You go if the ambulance pulling your driveway or whatever, they don't want that, that person to know. So you have to if if this person is serious and you will see that he's serious and it's it's like a track record saying these things, you got to get serious as well. You got to get the professional help and call whether he he or she wanted or not. Because that's the only way they're going to get the help. Because you can set up a perimeter for the church or set up a perimeter. If they don't want to go, and the first thing they asked when they got here, they was asking what kind of drugs you own. The first thing, they want to find out what kind of drugs you own. And then they pick you up and they take you and they put you, they give you some a blood test and they find out uh, what you got in you to make you think what you're thinking. Uh, majority of the time so they want to check you out and sometimes I think they don't want to know uh, they, I don't know what they don't want you to know but they check you out and they find out what is going on in the inside to make you want to take your life if something going on and sometimes some type of drugs or whatever it can be a great effect on a person so what, what he or she is on so that's the thing that you might need to uh, try to find out well, what he or she taking if they, uh, they they share with you, if they talk to you. Because something you can do a lot of work yourself if they'll talk to you. And what my the patient, I, he talked. And so I had a lot of lot of questions I had to ask and I did ask. But I think if you if they keep talking, as John said, you can find out a lot of things if you can keep them talking. But Amen. Welcome to uh, the buffet, Pastor Little. Um, uh, Pastor Little, are you there? Yeah. Amen. Pastor Little, when we start to think about taking our own lives, I was somebody shared with me that you've got to you've got to quit considering anybody else around you. It's it's all about your whole focus is you at that point. So. Some help would be to get that person to look at some outside things, perhaps to look at their children, to look at the value of being able to raise their own children, to perhaps look at their spouse. And there's work that can be done between 
them and their spouse. We, I, I just believe we have enough to keep us busy. But the enemy, some kind of way, get us sidetracked, and we think about, woe is me. If you had this situation, Pastor Little, or have you had it, how would you, how would you proceed in it? Ooh, that's a good question. Uh, I think that's a good question because I think every situation is going to be different. And mm-hmm. uh, we don't have a plan or a way that we can say we'll do it because I had opportunity and I missed it and I still regret it to this day. Uh, one of my friends was actually was my he was my boss. Um, we was bird hunting together and his wife was bird hunting with us. So one weekend he was still in the reserve, so one weekend he had to go to the third, so his wife wanted to go to go hunt. So he called me to go with his friend and his wife. And I asked him, I said, well, you're not going. This he said, no. I said, well, I don't want to go. So he kept begging me to go. And I didn't know why. So I agreed to go. And she called me and told me to meet her at her house. And I met her at her house. And two other guys came out the house. His, his best friend and some other guy. Didn't know who he was. Who all went bird hunting. And I was trying to figure out what was wrong and what was going on and why are you guys coming out of this house so that was that Saturday that Monday we went to work so we always we, we, we told the radio and we that's how I communicate you know in the plant we call each other on the radio so I called him up and wanted to go to dinner with him he, he didn't say nothing so I saw that he didn't want to talk so I let him on so he finally called me up told me to meet him in the cafeteria so I met him in the cafeteria I had never seen a person whole faces eyes everything just I had never seen him in that that shape before I had never seen nobody in that shape before and I didn't know what to do because I didn't know the whole detail I knew something was wrong but I didn't know what to do and that night he went home he shot himself So, I guess what I'm saying is sometimes you don't know. If you don't know all the details, you don't know what to do. You don't know how to, how to handle that. I didn't know. But after I got all the details, that's when I said I had an opportunity to witness to him, and I didn't, I didn't do it. Mm. Because I didn't, know, I didn't want to make a mistake, and I didn't want to think something. And, and I was wrong. So in that situation, the situation I was in yesterday, um, when a lady came and told me all what happened, I went to this uh, wait yesterday, and, and this was husband and wife. So the husband was having a problem, the one that died. She was having a problem in a situation like that. She knew the situation he was in. So he needed somebody with him at all times. And she left home. When she, when she left home, he got the key and got the car and left. Mm. So then she called up that he was missing. And when they found him, he had got hit by a train and killed. Wow. So I can imagine what she's going through because she putting it on her because she left home. Mm. So every situation is different, and everybody, is, a lot of people is dealing with this. 
So I, 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 I just it's too big for me. I don't know the answer. I don't know the answer. Uh, Amen. God it, it's, a, it's, a, it's a weighty subject. It's a, it's a big conversation uh, to have. Right. Uh, it's really been a big burden, burden upon me. And I remember a time, Sister Roberta, you're there now. You, you shared with me that there was a man on your job that uh, came to you, I believe, with a, a suicidal um, uh, situation. Uh, I can't remember how you, you helped him or, or what you said to him. Uh, would you share that with us today, Sister Roberta? Did we lose Sister Roberta, Pastor Chris? Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, yes, that was a young man that uh, has lo- had lost everything. All his hope was gone because his wife had left and taken everything, so he had no reason to live. So he was telling the young man that he was going to commit suicide. So the young man, you know, came and got me, and I, we went into the office, and I didn't know how to handle it or what to do. I immediately just prayed in with it, like, Lord, what do I say? What do I say mm-hmm. to him to give him hope? So one of the things... Uh, is that Ladybug? Go ahead, Sister Roberta. What happened? Can anybody hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. I'm here. Okay. Okay, I don't know what happened with uh, Sister Roberta. Um, I'm here. Listen. Oh, come on, girl. Tell the story. They come and get you. Yeah, and so the young man, so so one of the things the Lord, long story short, one one of the things the Lord, I I prayed inwardly in the Holy Spirit, say, ask him, what did he come to planet Earth for? Hmm. When I said that, it shocked him. He said, I don't know. I said, well, how are you going to take your life and leave and you don't know why you came? <clears throat> and that, that one question helped him to start thinking that I have a purpose. And in having a purpose, he accepted the Lord. And to my knowledge, he, he's, he's doing fine. You know, from when I was working, he was doing fine. And, and God spared his life. But I, I, I wow. do know this personally. When your rug, when a rug is pulled from under you, your life is—you seem like your life is taken away from you. You have no hope. And one of the first thing you think is suicide, because mm. I remember when, when you know, as a as, as a as a woman with seven children, lost everything, put out the house, you know, don't have nowhere to go. The first thing the devil say, hey. You might as well kill yourself and kill your kids. Put yourself out this misery because you don't have anything. All the hope is gone. But God stepped in and saw fit not to. But there is no there is no pattern like like Pastor Little says. Well, you we don't know each case is, is individually. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. and, and we have to ask God on a moment by moment. Lord, what do we do? Because wow. he, he is the hope. He is the hope of all. He is the hope of all glory. He is that hope that we have, and he's the only one that has the answer to all of life's problems. He is, and we he all, really is. you know, we all are. We all are, are one thing from suicide without him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Without him, Amen. because all all suicide is. I want to be relieved of my pain. My Lord. 
relieved of my pain. They're in pain. And it doesn't have mm-hmm. to be drugs. It can be anything to take you there. Because it's a it's a it's a mind, it's a mental thing. The man that was in the tomb, he was trying to kill himself because he was full of demons. And once the demon mm. was gone, he was a normal man. The spirits that are out there. You know, you know, Sister Bert, Roberta, you you woke up something in me with your words. Um, that's why uh, being in the right place, saints of God. Being with the right people is crucial to living a Christian life. Sometimes there are things that have been planted in us and they lay dormant until the person that God assigns to water it comes and put water on it and cultivates it and causes it it to grow. Roberta said something to me um, recently. She said that the Holy Spirit rises to the occasion the Holy Spirit rises to the occasion where we don't have wisdom in an area or we don't have knowledge in an area we have the greater one living on the inside and we are to draw strength from him and and this person that, that I'm speaking of today is in that hopeless situation because they have neglected to, 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 to pay their mortgage. They have neglected to pay their bills and they have neglected to cultivate relationships with their children and their spouse and, and with people in general. And so now their backs are against the wall and because they have dismissed people that was in their personal circle Now they're feeling alone and they're feeling isolated and death seems like a reward to them. And before we go today, we're going to pray and we're going to intercede people of God for these people. That is the burden that I have today. We're going to intercede for them and we're going to, we're going to impact somebody's life that's on the brink of this. They're not going there. Because the saints have gotten together with a fervent prayer today, today. Pastor Chris, we're going to hear from you, and then we're, we're going to go to our phone audience and see if they have any input, if they have any questions, and if they have any concerns or any first name that they want to add to the prayer list that, I, that, I'll, that I'll make. We're going to pray, because that's all. Pray and not faint, because when this thing gets in your household, Immediate reaction, natural reaction, you want to faint, you want to fall out, you want to holler, you want to cry. But Sister Roberta told me something one day when, she, when there was a when there was an attack on her body. She said, it's not time to cry. She said, it's time to fight. So I'm saying to you, it's time to fight. Pastor Chris, you had something? Uh, yes, ma'am. Um, I wanted to add a little juice to this um, I personally understand what it's like to be pulled to that realm of eliminating yourself totally now what I learned is that we get so busy doing things and we put our heart and mind we, 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 
we go hard in the paint in churches, we serve, we do all this, and we don't consider staying mentally healthy. We don't consider guarding our heart and mind. We don't consider that we'll get church hurt. We don't consider our condition of our soul. Now, mental health isn't new. The Bible doesn't talk about it per se as mental health, but there's a lot of different people in the scripture that I, I, I was actually given to, and this is a great topic because uh, there were some biblical examples of Elijah. He suffered from mental health uh, during his conflict with Queen Jezebel. Jonah also had mental health from the bad choices he made. Now, when I was in the accident, I felt that I was done, over, because I've been running from my call for a very long time. I've been running, and I allowed my personal situation uh, to affect what God already said that was going to happen in my life. I'm sitting in that hospital bed, all broken apart, and I had to be put back together, literally. Nobody came from from the church family I was fellowshipping no one checked on my family I felt absolutely hopeless laying there but what I realized is that Philippians chapter 4 this this scripture stayed with me through my whole recovery Philippians chapter 4 verse 8 it said so keep your thoughts continually fixed on all that is authentic and real, honorable and admirable, beautiful and respectful, pure and holy, merciful and kind. And fasten your thoughts on every glorious work of God, praising him always. Now, when I first read that family, I'm going to keep it real. I'm like, are you kidding me? I'm sitting here broke up. I can't walk. I can't write. I, I'm on. A, I'm in a wheelchair. So what are you talking about? I gotta be joyful and respectful and have mercy and and be praising God in this situation. But see, it was that situation in the brokenness. See, y- y'all don't hear me. In the brokenness, that's where God restores my mental, physical, and soul. He puts back. All the brokenness that was in my life, he replaced it with his love and his mercy, and he kept me. Now, it's easy, and I'm going to be real. It's easy to get rid of it. Eliminate yourself. You won't be a problem to nobody, and it's all good because nobody cares anyway. That's what the devil does. When you are linked to something great for God He will attack you not only in the spiritual, but in the physical. Your life will be in shambles. Your spiritual life will be in shambles. But until you get a relationship and you tie your relationship with the love of Jesus Christ that he has for you, guess what, family? He will take you and shift your mental capacity to the things of God. It's nothing hocus pocus. It's nothing, you know, oh, wow, it's going to boom, bam, pow, two-minute microwave, boom, you're healed. It's a process. 
Now, there are medical concerns when it comes to certain cases. I get it. I'm no professional, but what I do know is what the word told me is to keep me grounded. When you have relationship with God, everything else falls into place. I'm telling you. And as you grow with God, the process grows and your purpose grows. God's going to set you free from the bondage of mental issues. It happens. But like I said, again, some cases are different. I'm not a professional. So if it gets a little bit too out of my range, out of my league, I am more than happy to make sure that individual goes to someone that's professional and saved. That's the key. So that's my two cents. So, Sister Lorraine, back to you. I had um, said that um, uh, the, we we were gonna uh, pray and we were gonna go to we can just this um, go to the phone lines. But uh, Sister Tammy has asked that we would just. I'll go into prayer, and then after prayer, I'll go to the phone line. And if need be, uh, for our listeners on today, if you have some specific uh, areas that we don't touch in prayer, uh, we we will be more than happy to utilize whatever time we have left to meet your personal needs. I'm so ingrained with this idea, thanks of God, that we come together for the betterment of the whole. That is ingrained in my heart. I thank God for the for the for the calling that we come together for the for the betterment of the whole. We're taking one for the team today. We're turning aside because what I realize the more I take this journey is that you don't be free of issues and situations in your personal life. They're there, but because of the calling on your life, we are indebted to God to do the work that he has laid before us. And today it is our audience. We, we are about that business. Uh, what I'm going to ask, I'm going to ask that uh, please help remember your, 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 your place in line. I'm going to, I'm going to uh, begin the prayer. Roberta, I want you to bring this prayer up from the rear. Um, uh, I'm going to begin. Pastor Jackson, please come after me. Brother Little, uh, Pastor Little, follow Pastor Jackson. Brother John, follow Pastor Little, and these are going to be, uh, you, you You do what the Lord give you, you know, uh, uh, after um, Brother John, Sister Tracy, Sister Tracy, then Sister Tammy, and then Roberta. Uh, that's where we're going, okay? Are we, are we good? Everybody good with that, or, or does somebody else have something else different, that uh, a different order? Sister Roberta, where, where are you? Are we, we good with this? I'm good. Whether you want me to end it, per- end it. I want you to end it, uh, Pastor Chris. If you'd like, after Sister Ta- after Sister Tracy, you can jump in. And if we're gonna move, we're gonna move. Uh, so after Sister Tracy, you're gonna jump in. But I want Sister Tammy to come right before her mom. I want those two two battles to be together. So Father, in Jesus' name, we thank you for our listeners on today, God. We thank you for the subject that the Holy Spirit of God has brought to the table. Lord, we're dealing with mental illness on today. 
And, Father, we're dealing with the racism that's going on in our country, the hatred, the, the, the backstabbing, the malice, the meanness, oh, God, of the nature of some of the people in this world. And, Lord, we are having to encounter these types of situations. And, Lord God, uh, the spirit of suicide. Father, as an ambassador of Jesus Christ, we come against the spirit of suicide. We come against mental illness, especially in the body of Christ. And, Lord God, we lose the spirit of love, Lord. And we believe that love can supersede any spirit that's loose. Love can supersede racism. Love can supersede suicide. Love, God, can supersede hatred and malice and meanness. And so, Lord, we lose love today. In Jesus' mighty name, Pastor Jackson. Amen. 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 One thought before I pray. Sister Roberta Jones made a statement. She said she made a, she asked that guy what he was here for. Did he know what he was called for? And the thought that I had when we was talking that if we get a chance to talk to a suicider, how do he know death is going to end his problem? We could make, you got to make them think, and that's a good word. I thought, come to how we know death is going to end your problem. How you know you don't, you never died if you've never been there before. How you know that's going to end your problem when it's been pointed unto man wants to die so we can give that scripture to them. Father, in Jesus' name, we thank you so much for this opportunity. This is a subject, Lord, that nobody can handle but you. Because we can't know when a person can hold ourselves accountable. If a person do take his life, he said, if I were there, I had to deal with this in, in several cases, to deal with a lady. And I've told her, she said, if I would have went in with him. And I had to say to her, if, if you'd have went in with him, he may not have done it, but he'd have done it another time. You can't be there with him. It's you who have to be there, Father. You have to be the one that takes this demon spirit over their mind, this spirit of the enemy of have attacked them and whatever it is, have attacked them to come to take away. You come that we may have life and have it more abundantly. And if a man or woman have sighed to shoot or kill themselves, they have gotten off, and, they are, and that's the spirit of the enemy. And we come in the name of Jesus to decree, decree, declare the blessing of God upon these victims. If anyone have such, we command it to go in the name of Jesus. No weapon formed against them shall prosper when the men and women of God is, is praying. So we cancel that spirit of suicidal. We cancel this racism, this thing that's happening in the world system and where it is all over the world. People that have come to believe a lie and changed the truth and made it a lie and say, I believe a lie. So, God, that's a spirit. That's a spirit of the enemy have came and harbored over and took and, and took over. So we ask it in Jesus' name. We ask it in Jesus' name that you fix it, Lord. You fix the suicider. You touch his heart. You touch her heart. You touch their mind. Because you have done it for all of us. Somebody said we all may have dissipated at one time, but you have taken and changed our thoughts and put our mind on the right track. In the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Father, we know that you have all power. You know all things. You 
over all things. Lord, you made us. You said through your word, there's no temptation will come to us that you didn't give us a way out. So, Lord, only thing that we can do, we can pray. We can pin and toll on you. Lord, you have brought us on one accord this this evening, Lord. Yes. Yes. And being on one accord, you give us the same mind, same hope. Lord, I pray that when we ever get in a situation, that you would give us a word. Your word is always true. Your word is always powerful. Your word is always our direction to please you. Lord, it's not about us. It's about you. Yes, Lord. Lord, I thank you for allowing this opportunity to come this evening. Yes, I know someone out there that they need to hear this. Yes, and I know, Lord, that you have someone out there that need this. So, Lord, open our eyes and open our spirit yes, so we can see. See yes, your Lord. glory. Yes, God. Your glory is always yes, Lord. on well yes, in us. And, Lord, I'm going to give you the praise this evening. I'm going to give you the glory. In yes, Jesus' Lord. name. Amen. Jesus name. Amen. Father, in the blessed name of Jesus Christ. Father God, we come humbly, Lord, before the throne, Lord, of grace. Oh, Lord, seeking mercy, Lord, on this morning, Lord God, for those, Father God, that are going through, Lord, um, mental illness, Lord God, those that are struggling, Lord God. Father, we ask, Lord God, that you renew their mind, God. Father God, we right now we come touching and agreeing, Lord. Father, we bind up the suicidal spirit. Father God, the yes, spirit God. of depression. Father, Lord, right now, that low self-esteem, Lord God, we bind it up now, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Father God, that you will speak to them, Lord, and let them know, Lord, that they are special. Father, Lord, to you, God, that you need them, Lord God, for a plan and purpose, God. So, Father, right now, I ask, Lord, that you go strength, Lord. Father, those that are feeling down or or weak, Lord, that you will strengthen them now, God. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, let them know it's just a trick of the enemy, God, that's trying Mm. to stop their divine peace. So, Lord, I'm asking, Lord, right now, God, Send someone right. their way, Lord, that give them an uplifting um, spirit, an uplifting word, God, by the yes, word of God. encouragement, Father God, in the yes. name of Jesus. And Father, we Jesus. cancel all the assignments of the devil, Lord, right yes. now, God, in the yes, mighty God. name of Jesus. We cancel that spirit that's across the land, God. And Father, we give you all the praise, the glory, and the honor. In Jesus' yes, name we God. pray. Amen, 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 and amen. Amen. Father God, we just come to you now in the name of Jesus. God, we thank you for today. We thank you, dear God, because we know that nothing just happens, that everything is done according to your purpose and to your plan. And now we come now touching and agreeing, dear God, and asking you in the name of Jesus to embrace those that are going through depression. Lord, let them know that you are their help and you are their hope. I thank you, dear Lord, for the people who feel like they failed, dear God. I thank you, dear Lord, for letting them know that there's an opportunity to grow up within every failure. I thank you, dear God, for the person who feels like they're not enough. Lord, I thank you for letting them know that in you, they are whole. I pray now in the name of Jesus, Lord, Jesus. that you will embrace those that uh, feel like they want to give up. I thank you, dear Lord, that when they throw in the towel, you throw it back. 
I thank you, dear Lord, for giving them the, the strength that they need to make it another day. I thank you, dear God, for changing their mindsets, dear God, for changing their hearts, dear God. Dear Lord, if they don't know you, I thank you, dear Lord, for sending someone into their lives to plant the seed of salvation. Lord, I thank you, dear God, that you have given us the power and the authority to tell everything that's not like you to go back to the pit of hell. So now we come now touching and agreeing. We come against the spirit of suicide now in the name of Jesus. God, I thank you, dear Lord, when they're helpless, that you would replace it with hopeless, with hope, Lord. I thank you, dear God, that you would help them, dear Lord, to draw from you, dear Lord. I thank you for allowing them to tap into people and be surrounded by people that have relationships with you, that they may know who they are. They may know whose they are. They will know that they're loved. They will know that they're needed. They will know that you have a plan for their lives. Now, God, in the name of Jesus, we thank you, dear God, for being the big God in their lives, for showing yourself mighty and strong. I thank you, dear Lord, for what you're doing. I thank you for turning situations around now in the name of Jesus. I thank you, dear Lord, for the man that feels like he can't go on because he's failed his family, dear God. I pray now in Jesus' name that you will first, Lord, go to him, and and he will repent, dear Lord, that he will come to you and cast his cares on you, dear God, for you care for him. I thank you, dear Lord, for changing his heart, dear Lord. I thank you, dear Lord, for helping him to see his ways that were wrong. And I thank you, dear Lord, for turning the crooked road straight in his life now in Jesus' name. Set him on the right path, dear God, in the name of Jesus. That woman who feels like uh, she can't go on, dear Lord, I pray now in Jesus' name that you will give her a dose of the Holy Ghost like she's never seen before. I thank you, dear God, for the comfort that you are sending her way now in Jesus' name. Lord, you are the great I am. You are the great I am. And we come to you now, the great I am, asking that you will intervene now on behalf of these people, dear Lord, that want to end their life. Let them know, Lord, that you give life, dear Lord, and you give it more abundantly. If they would just cast their cares on you, if they would just uh, hold fast to your unchanging hand, dear God, I pray now in Jesus' this name, Lord, that you would turn it around for your good. We ask this in your name. Amen. Father, in the name of Jesus, we ask you now to come into this call. We ask you that the prayers that have been petitioned to you will be given to the persons or person in need right now. We understand that mental health right now is a major issue, not only plaguing our nation, but plaguing the people of God. But we ask you to bring that place of worship to us. We ask you to draw us closer to you when we get to that end of the road, when we want to end it all, when we want to give up hope. Let that spark be ignited in our souls. That you will recover and you will lead and guide. We pray, Father, right now in the name of Jesus that the bondage that is in the mind will be set free. That's the first thing the enemy attacks is the mind. And we pray that someone that is in bondage right now in their mind to tell themselves it's over, I'm done. I ask in the name of Jesus humbly that you will come down on that person. Show them your mercy, your grace, your love that you 
shown me, Father, because I know you can do the impossible, and you can do the impossible not only in our lives on this line, but the lives of the people that are listening. I pray right now that we will be drawn closer in relationship with you so we can have the blueprint and the tools necessary to break this mental illness, not only as a body of believers, but for the nation as a whole. We pray in the matchless, mighty, awesome name of Jesus that your will be done with the people that love you. We ask in the precious blood of Jesus Christ's most awesome name. Amen. Amen. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we come before you thanking and praising you for being our God, being our King, being our sustainer. Lord, we come now on behalf of mental illnesses, not just suicide, but bipolar, depression, anxiety, fear. Father, we come now and asking you that we bind these spirits right now. You said what we bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. We loose your powers now. Satan, take your hands off the people's mind. They have the mind of Christ. They are chosen with the holy calling, not according to man, but according to your purpose that you have predestined for them. Lord, we thank you that right now you send them the help that they need. Whoever it may be, Father, arrest them in the spirit. In you, there's no distance when we're praying. Father, we thank you that they will surrender and admit to what they need help with, God. We ask you right now to invoke your presence around them. Surround yes, them with the shield, God. No evil shall befall them. No evil yes, shall come out their dwelling. God, we just ask yes, you to shelter them with the right people. Bring them, Lord God, the resources that are needed. Father, place in them what you have for them to do, the assignment that they are to complete. Father, we thank you that no negative thought, no other outside thought, no principality shall come back to them ever again. We surrender it to you on their behalf. We stand in the gap for them, and we thank you for the victory. Allow them to know that they are victims and not they are victorious and not victims, God. We thank you, Lord God, for what you're doing. Thank you for the report that is coming back. That what they thought yes. they were going to do, God, you blocking it. You're stopping it. We defeat the enemy once more and again. We stop you in yes. your tracks. And we ask you right now, God, cover every family member that is dealing with it. Give them the strength that they need to withstand it. Yes. Give them the strength, Lord God, from on high to deal with it, Lord. Allow them to know that I can't do this on my own. But you yes. will expand their capacity to handle it, God. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. Father God, we just thank you on today. We thank, thank you, Father God, for the spirit of intercession. We thank yes, you, Father God, that you have anointed us and given us the authority, given us the yes. power, Father God. You declare, you said you can decree and declare a thing, and it shall be done. Father, we have decreed and declared suicide, Father God. We decree and declare, Father God, you said it has a name that has to bow to Jesus. And Father God, we set ourselves in agreement because you said two or three touch and agree. You would do it that the Father might be glorified through the Son. And Father, we thank and I set myself in agreement now in Jesus' name over every prayer that was prayed. 
Father, that the angels would hear it out from the north, the south, the east, and the west. The four corners of the earth now in the name of Jesus. Father, thank you for your angelic host moving by the spirit of the living God. We thank you, Father God, that it's done now in Jesus' name. Because you declared, Lord God, in your word, you said when you pray, you shall have what you say. And, oh, God, we thank you right now. Thank you that right your now, God is turned around. We thank you that hate is turned around. We thank yes. you, Father God. We look to you who is the author and finish of our faith. You declared in your word, Father God, that you're concerned about thank everything you. that concerns us, Father. And we yes. thank you now. And we give you glory. We magnify and exalt you, oh God. <laughs> oh God, we give yes. your anointing, your presence. Burden removing, yes. yoke destroyed. Power God. Yes. And we thank you yes. now. We give you glory, Lord God. Not. We give you glory. We praise you in advance, Father God. But yes, we know it's done because you declared in your word that this is the yes, confidence that we have yes. in you. That we ask yes. anything according to your will anything. and your word. You hear us. Mm. And because you heard us on today, that is done now in Jesus' name. And we yes. thank you in advance. And we thank shout you. the victory. Hallelujah. 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 Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. Glory. In the name of Jesus, we pray. And Hallelujah. give you all Hallelujah. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you. And it is so. Thank you, Jesus. We decree and we declare it is so. No weapon. Formed against the body of Christ, the people of God that are hurting, no weapon formed against you shall prosper. And we shall have what we say because we say it in faith. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Pastor Chris, just to make sure that we get every every concern, we will go to the phone line. But if you have a song, sir, that you can play that can minister to the hearts of our people before we uh, allow them to share what they ha- what their needs are, would you play us a song at this time, and we'll come back, and we will check with our phone audience as to what their needs are. You're listening to Saturday's Buffet with Cecilia Ray Brown and Roberta Jones right now, TPB Radio. TPB Radio. Your presence is overwhelming. There's nothing like your presence. I sing to you. I dance. I cry before here in this place. I give my all just to be whole, just to be near here in this place. Just you and me, everything so Just you and me Don't care who 
You're listening to Saturday's Buffet with Sister Lorraine Brown and Roberta Jones. Right now, PPV Radio. PPV Radio. All right, all right, all right. It's time now that we uh, get ready to go to the phone line. want to make sure that uh, we address any concerns that they may have on the phone line. Pastor Chris, can we get our first caller, please? Yes, ma'am. Okay, callers, I will read the last four digits of your phone number for security purposes. So we have first up 5338. 5338, you are live on the buffet. God bless you. Good day. This is Pastor Homer just listening in. God bless you all. Thank you for your support, Pastor Dean. Next caller, 2985-2985. You are live on the air. God bless you. Good afternoon. This is Evangelist Ruby. Uh, great job today on the, the broadcast. Uh, the problems that you mentioned, I've experienced all of them. And it's a, I, I couldn't even tell it all today, but I thank God that uh, Minister Roberta said the key word. She said, I asked God to tell me what to say. We need to pray for more discerning of spirit because when Jesus met that man at the tomb, he knew, he knew, but we are not Jesus. We're his servants, and we have to ask him to discern what spirit it is. When that spirit, he asked him, what was his name? He said, Legion. So that meant he had many demons. Those people that have mental minds, mental problems, the, the ones you see with all types of breakdowns, you need to know what spirit it is. God would reveal it if we ask him. I just say today. Seek the Lord in all things. Allow the Holy Spirit to speak to you, and then speak as he give you utterance. God bless all of you. God bless you. Amen. Next caller, 5456-5456. You are live on the air. God bless you. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Be blessed, my family. Amen. God bless you, Sister Smith. Next caller, 0118-0118. You are live on the air. God bless you. Zero one one eight zero one one eight. You are live on the air. God bless you. All right, go on. Yeah, yeah, gotcha. All right, God bless you. We'll put you back on mute. Next caller, 7991, 7991, you are live on the air. God bless you. This is Jeanette Pontoon. I've enjoyed the show so far, and I look forward to it every week. Amen. God bless you, Sister Jeanette. We look forward to you. Next caller, 2598, 2598, you are live on the air. God bless you. 2598, 2598, you are live on the air. All right, going what? Going twice. We'll put you back on mute. God bless you. 2980, 2980, you are live on the air. God bless you. 
just listening in. God bless you, Sister Lorraine. Amen. God bless you, sis. Man, thank you for calling. Next caller, 615-6015. You are live on the air. God bless you. Lucille, you may have your phone on mute. That's Sister Lucille Priester. Welcome to the show, Lucille. Thank you for tuning in. She may be away from her phone, Pastor Chris. Okay, no problem. I'll put you back on mute. Sister Lorraine, back to you. Amen. I say this has been um, a very awesome show today. Um, I believe that God is pleased. I believe that uh, many lives have been impacted by the prayers of the righteous availing much in their lives on today. I'm grateful that we are like-minded individuals. Uh, we ha- we had no agenda other than uh, beginning at the 29th of, uh, verse of uh, Ephesians chapter 5 today, but the Holy Spirit had a had an agenda. And for the sake of um, this scripture having a lot to do with what we spoke of today, I'm, I am going to read 29, and you can feel free to um, speak on it if you please. Uh, for no man ever hated his own flesh but nourished and cherished it even as Christ also the church no man hated his own flesh and I looked at that and I say that sounds like a contradiction of what we talked about today when a person a man or a woman decides to do self-hurt or harm to themselves but we're talking about when we've built our relationship with the Lord when our relationship is right before the Lord you won't want to hurt your own self or hurt anybody else. That's one of the things, uh, personally, now I um, have ever before me that my actions won't cause anybody else any harm, that my actions won't ca- cause myself any backlash or, or retaliation because I've misappropriated my words or misspoke. Um, uh, Pastor Jackson, if you'd like to touch base on this scripture or if you'd like to uh, speak on what we've been speaking on today. Any further, you have the floor. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Minister Brown. This is, like I said, a great, great topic. Um, uh, it's, um, you know, in, in, in ministry, we have to deal with a lot of things that we may not, like you say, know exactly how to deal with it, but we do know God knows. And that's the good thing, uh, to know who knows. And, you know, in this, in your verse, it says, and it, I like what you just said, and it says, for no man ever yet hate his own flesh, but nourish it and cherish it, even as the Lord, the church. And this goes right together. And no man, if, if you're in your right mind, we cannot and will not. Because you're always doing something for yourself. If you're if something you're trying to find something good, uh, or, or, or to put on yourself, or comb your hair, or do something good for yourself, or something you want to eat good, or uh, something you want good, a comfortable place to sleep, or a comfortable bed, or something. And so when you hear a person say, "I want to harm myself," well, quite quite naturally you want to run to and grab some forces 
because it's not thinking right. You're not in the right mind. What? And it ain't that person. And uh, someone just said, they said we are legions. And 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 so we're not. He not. Uh, she is not the right person. When you saying something uh, 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 against what God has told us, this basic telling us right here. And we supposed to, our body is supposed to be loved like Christ loved the church. He won't harm the church, and he we won't harm ourselves. He gave a great power here. We 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 take care of ourselves personally. You know, you say, well, you, you might not do it like everybody else, but the, the 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 whole ultimate goal is saying you would take care of yourself, you would love yourself. So we on the right track, praying for the the spirit have come and got out. And, and entered in and, and, and sift his way into a, a man, a woman, a life, and, and the proud of a righteous man and woman to tell it much. And our job is to pray and believe that a prayer against them spirits. The spirits have come out to try to come and attack and take over. So we're on the right track. Continue do, continue uh, 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 following up and doing what you're doing, especially if someone you know that you can get to. So don't give up. God bless. Amen. Pastor Little, you have the floor at this time. We're winding up because we're in our last 30 minutes. You can have final thoughts of something that God has laid on your heart, or you can deal with the subject matter that we've had, or you can look at 29, the verse, for no man ever hated his own flesh, but nourishes and cherishes it, even as Christ also the church. Your final thoughts on today, sir. Yeah, uh, well, I, I go on that thought because uh, when you look at that, they're still talking about the wife. You're supposed to treat the wife as you're treating yourself. You can't love yourself and don't love your wife because it's saying right there, no man hates himself. So however you treat her, you don't you you don't treat you you, you don't want everything for yourself and then treat her bad. Because you love yourself. You want everything right. And the same thing I always say. Uh, well, I'm going to say it, but maybe I shouldn't. Um, in a relationship, uh, you're making love to your wife. Uh, it, ain't, it ain't about you. Just about you. Every man likes to feel good and every man like to get what he wants. But in the same instance, you know, I always was more concerned on how my wife feel, feel about it. How should she feel? Did she get what I got? Did she feel what I felt? Because it's not just about my body. It's say your body does not belong to you. And, and your, your husband's body just don't belong to him. And your wife's body just don't belong to her. So you should be concerned on how she feel or... If the woman, the wife, she should be concerned how her husband feels because we love our own body. So we should love our mate's body, our wife. And that's what I got from that, that scripture. Okay, uh, Brother uh, brother John, you, you got something uh, you want to share from your heart? You, got, you want to elaborate on the subject matter that we've had on today? Or would you like to look at verse 29? No man ever hated his own flesh, but 
cherishes it and nourishes it, even as Christ also the church, sir. Final yes, thought. Um, for the scripture, um, in, in two, two again, like um, Pastor Little was referring, I'm saying the, the husband and wife, they are a one flesh now, they are one. So what you're doing to your wife, you're doing to yourself. Um, before in today's um, topic, I'm, I'm very grateful and humble for the, uh, the buffet because these topics are needed in the church today. For um, in to not sugarcoat, not to camouflage, and not to be sweeping stuff under the rug. For too long, the church used to sweep stuff under the rug and things used to go on forever. But we live in the day and time now that God is searching for, 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 for truth, for true worshipers. It's going to worship in the spirit and in truth. It's going to bring the, the, the true meaning of the gospel to light. So I'm really um, happy about the topic, discussion, everyone input today. We can continue to go forth and, um, and bless God's people. Amen. Amen, Brother John. Pastor Chris, would you like to add anything? Uh, yes, ma'am. Um, coming from the uh, keynote scripture in regards to what we were talking about, what's which is very on point, um, verse 29. No one abuses his own body but pampers it. Now, th- this is something, those key scriptures right there are evident. We got to understand that our body is a temple. And we have to understand that what, whatever we put in it, whatever we uh, care for for it, if we abuse it, we're not honoring God. Now, we don't understand that at the time before we come to Christ. You know, a lot of us may have went to the gym or, you know, do a lot of physical uh, pampering. But he's talking in regards to your soul. We have to serve and satisfy the needs of what God wants, not just our our own selfish ambition, but what God wants. Once we understand that our relationship with God is what he's been calling us for for the last two centuries, three centuries, maybe even going all the way back to the beginning with Adam and Eve. Relationship is key. And once we understand that we need to infuse our physical with our spiritual and it merges, then we can do exactly and merge exactly what Christ does for us as his church body. He serves and satisfies us, and that's what we need to understand with our personal walk. We have to understand that God is walking with us every step of the way. It's not all about you. Our job is to serve. We have to serve the people. We have to understand who we are in God, and that's the key component. A lot of us are doing the work, but we don't know who we are. Uh-oh, that's a, that's a whole nother, whole nother show. But we have to understand that we know who we are in Christ. Once we understand that our stuff is a testimony. See, we got it in reverse. We preach that because you do this, do this, do that, that you're not worthy of God's favor. And that's not the case. God takes you where you are, and if you are willing to give up yourself and give God your pension, I guarantee you he will make you whole in your issues in your life and make you whole in your spiritual life. I'm going to be quiet before we start preaching because we're running out of time. So, Sister Lorraine, 
Back to you. Okay, uh, Sister uh, Tracy, we're going to go with you at this time. Final thoughts? You want to deal with the scripture? Whatever's in your heart, sis. In dealing with nourishing and cherishing your body, I just want to say this. You know, when we have a headache, we take a Tylenol. If our chest hurts, we go see a cardiologist. If we have a toothache, we go to see the dentist. I'm saying that to say a lot of times we don't deal with our mental health. It's okay to go see a psychiatrist or a psychologist. When a person um, has these mental or behavioral issues, a lot of times it's a chemical imbalance that requires medication management. And that's okay to be on medication. It's also okay to be on medication and trust God at the same time. I believe in the power of prayer, but I also know because I too have been in a dark place before. I've been there where I wanted to give up, where I wanted to end my life. And a sister called me and she was talking to me and she could hear that I wasn't right and said, you need to go see somebody. When I went to see the therapist, they began to talk and engage and uncover the root of my pain and my hurt and my mental instability and anguish. And that's the key, getting to the root of what's causing the pain. So you ask yourself, if someone comes to you and say to you, I'm going to commit suicide, one, you need to take it seriously. Two, you need to understand that that is their cry for help. And three, you need to go into prayer and intercession. Um, I, I am so thankful for this. I really am um, just dealing with a lot of things, talking to people that call me, text me, asking for prayer, um, even just with COVID and what people are going through with COVID, with depression and, you know, feeling like uh, they're losing themselves. This is a, a very important topic, and I'm so glad as Christians we are dealing with this. So thank you. Thank you. Uh, that's, that's refreshing to hear you say that, Mama. Thank you so much. Sister Tammy, you have any final thoughts? Whatever the Lord lays on your heart, you have the floor, baby. No, we've said it. We've, we've said it. Just rejoice now. Amen. Thank God Amen. for what he's about to do. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Sister Roberta, you, you've been kind of quiet today. Go ahead, baby. Amen. Uh, yeah. <laughs> this is so awesome, uh, the topic and the final scripture that you, you that the Lord is using to seal it with is so powerful because it talks about uh, a man is born with his instinct to care for his own body. And when you care for your own body, uh, suicide is one of the most selfish uh, things that a person can do because they're only thinking about their, themselves. They don't think about the, the hurt. When they leave, who they're going to leave behind with the hurt, who they're going to leave behind to uh, to, to fix the, the problem that they created. And if you begin to serve, 
Caesar was a servant, so he was never selfish. Hmm. And we are, think about me, myself, and I, most of the time, and it puts us in a selfish frame of mind. But he also told us, let this mind be in you that was also in Christ Jesus, the mind to Amen. serve. When we're working and serving, we're, we're not thinking about ourselves. We're thinking about helping others. And it brings us joy. It, it brings us comfort. When you do something for someone and, and you know it's beneficial, it brings a joy that, like, wow. Mm-hmm. You know, because that's what we were created to do. We that's were created, created to do that. And that's what this verse, you know, it it, it, it it connects with if you love yourself, nobody want to hurt themselves. You know, mm-hmm. that's a different frame of mind. But if you have this mind that Christ says that we have to love, and I think Pastor Chris and Pastor, I mean, and Brother John said it, the church don't want to touch these things. And these are the things that's hindering us. From growing because we think we can throw some all on them, turn around three times, do three confessions, mm-hmm. and but that's not true. Some things you got to work out, and it's 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 a, it's, it beca- it's a lifestyle, and it's labor, and you have to lay, labor with people, and that's something we don't want to do because we don't have time. We tired. We want to just pray for them and reap the benefit and come on. But sometimes mm-hmm. you take a uh, uh, man with a the saints of old will pray with you all night till you get a breakthrough. We don't hear that anymore. Pray till you get a breakthrough. We do that. Read off a prayer five minutes. Don't go, but never to the point that we hit the realm of the spirit. Mm-hmm. There's a realm you get in the spirit that because you're not fighting flesh and blood. Mm-mm. It's spiritual, and when you get in that realm of the Spirit and fighting, we always win. We Amen. always win. And when we get back there, but this is this verse is so profound that you're ending on uh, because we're to nourish and take care of ourselves. And in loving, taking care of ourselves, we'll do the same for others. God bless your awesome topic today. Amen. We we praise God for um, His leading and His guiding and. Is pointing us in the direction. I uh, had went to the park today to, to get my workout in early because I wanted to be home for the rest of the day once the uh, radio show was over with. And uh, I was sharing, I shared this uh, uh, with a couple of people before I came on the radio today where my heart was and I didn't get the uh, validation, so to speak, that I was seeking. You know how sometimes when you're kind of uneasy about doing something, especially when we start to touch racism because we don't want the subject of racism to come off as a bat on your head. We want to make you aware that your actions are hurting us. Your actions are hurting me. Uh, That really is my arm. You have twisted behind my back. And every time I holler out, you twist a little harder and it hurts a little more and I scream a little louder. So that we just want to bring awareness to a situation that has gotten out of hand and we're talking about relationships so relationships are not just my husband and my wife or my children and me or me and my mom and my daddy no relationships is me and my neighbor across that field 
that had that sign in his yard and that Confederate flag in his window. And now since the election is over with, he don't speak to me. That's a relationship. I, I was I was passing um, uh, care packages across that fence, uh, trying to be a blessing to, to him because you you can look at a thing and tell when there's a need or a deficit. And I was seeing a need and I was trying to address the need until I seen that Confederate flag. I haven't been crossed that fence with a with a ham or a turkey no more, because I felt like there's something wrong. And then when I seen the the, the the political sign in the yard, another indication that perhaps I might not be like real good across that fence. And so if God tells me to go back across that fence with a ham, I'm gonna go back over there. But I'm just saying, relationship. So there are relationships that need to be mended in our lives. There are some conversations, some hard conversations that need to be had. I heard somebody say this week that if you see an issue and you decide to keep silent, you may as well side with the with the person that's doing the wrong because you've taken a a, a stance to be quiet about it. So how can you help help anybody if you don't say anything? The police have a saying they say see something say something. So same thing if we see a situation at the water cooler. We need to quit laughing about it and then walk away from it like, that's wrong. Then if it was wrong, why were you laughing at the water cooler? Tracy made a statement some time ago, and that's all over me today. And I am not going to end this show without uh, acknowledging my three uh, superheroes, Sister Dorothy Curry, her caretaker, Sister Shirley Allen, and Sister Lucille Priester. And Sister Lucille, the blood of Jesus covers you. She's a little um, under the weather. Sister Ella Priester, her caretakers, Leola and Rosalie Priester. And Sister uh, Eartha Lee Aaron, her two caretakers, Sister Edna Moore and Sister Jeanette Pontoon. My last words to you on today is uh, something that Tracy taught me a couple of two or three weeks ago or I don't know how long ago, it doesn't matter. I'm going to teach it to you. It's a teachable moment as far as I'm concerned. Love is a decision. It's not It's not something that uh, you're going to find in, uh, uh, on land on the street, land on the curb. You have to decide to love, especially when you're in an unlovable situation. Love is a decision. And once you make up your mind to love, don't get off of that track because you're on a fast track to deliverance. Pastor Chris, we have three, four minutes, and you're welcome to have them. And if you run out of words, play a song, play us out. Thanks of God. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Pastor Jackson, Pastor John, uh, Brother John, uh, Brother John Jackson, Pastor Jimmy Little, uh, Sister Tracy Davis, Sister Tammy Jones, and Sister Roberta Jones. Thank you, thank you, thank you, and my radio audience for coming and making this this show today God. Uh, Pastor Chris, you as well. Go ahead, Pastor Chris. You have the rest of the show. God bless you, family. And we'll see you next week. The earth is shaking. Yeah. Who gonna save the babies? Yeah. Come another bloody Sunday. Singing Mary, Mary. They love me or they hate me. For my skin color. But you say I am your brother. The government keep lying to me.
telling me that they come to set the people free. But the power falls when you catch us on the knees. Heaven, please, we're in a state of emergency. See, we need a strong God, yeah. We need the real God, yeah. The God with the resurrection power from the grave. Take away the hate to heal the human race, yeah. We need a... We need a... We need a... We need a strong God. We need a... We need a... We need a... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Say, mere, mere. They say the climate changing. The poor people in the cold. But you keep preaching to their soul. But we don't leave till everybody's free. And we won't sleep till everybody eats. Until lives matter. More than ties matter. The government keeps lying to me. Telling me that they're gonna set the people free. But the power falls when you catch us on the knees. Heaven, please, we're in a state of emergency. See, we need a real strong. Yeah, we need a real yeah. The God with the resurrection power from the grave to take away the hate to heal the human race. See, we need a we need a we need a we need a strong God. Central Texas.